drop. In 2008, Hollywood amassed some of the biggest rising stars they had with Steve Carell, Anne Hathaway, and The Rock, tentpoled by such stalwarts as Alan Arkin and Terrence Stapp and James Caan. And what came about? Uh, what was sure to be a hit to a last for years upon years, not unlike Mission Impossible. Did they get it right? Mm, missed it by that much, as they would say. Strap in, kids. Uh, we're talking about the 2008 Get Smart. Welcome back, everybody, to the Be Kind Rewind show, uh, talking about some of the, the biggest hits and misses of cinema, basically the silver linings of the silver screen, as we've said many, 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 many times on this show. Uh, thank you so much uh, for returning. Getting back to basics today, um, go, looking back at what I feel made this show really fun to do uh, structure-wise and story-wise. So what I did was I um, picked a really fun movie that, that not too many people sit and, and, and really enjoy and talk about too much. And I brought back some of my favorite people for the show. And I am so excited to introduce them. First off, uh, from Fake It Till You Bake It fame, she is an actress. Uh, she called herself a freelance mother. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Are you for hire? I'm not sure. Uh, she is an amazing improviser. Um, if you've ever had the pleasure of working with her, you know uh, she is absolutely amazing. You might remember her from our Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory episode. Uh, Kat Martin, welcome back. Hi, thank you so much for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming. I appreciate you being here. Um, this was actually kind of a fluke. Uh, that yeah. this worked out. and I know, uh, I'm so glad. So we'll talk about that in just a second. And then a returning favorite of the Be Kind Rewind. Um, absolute joy and pleasure of of having you. She is a member, pretty high-ranking member, would you say, of TVA, I would say. <laughs> uh, she is also um, a heavily featured in the absolutely amazing Doctor Who Velocity um she's just a tremendous actress and i am i'm not trying to blow smoke uh and i will talk about this more but you are just a delight to watch and i've got a story to back this up so uh of a treasure valley adventure excuse me tva so miss jen potcher welcome back to the hi, show hi everybody thanks for having me back joey oh no thank you for coming back so kat and jen not only are you just some of my favorite people that have been on the show you two have a history together Oh, yeah. Well, Jen and I have known each other, I think we just decided, for about 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. Nice. So she she met me in my young, impressionable years <laughs> and has sculpted me. Now sculpted? here I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> for better or for worse. You guys used to do like murder mystery shows together and things yeah, like that, right? Yeah. Um, murder mysteries, Wild West shows. We yes. did a lot of... Christmas uh, type shows together. Um, did we do any improv? I mean, everything was improv-based. I did a little based. of the improv. Yeah, 
But I mean, some of my favorite memories are riding the train up in Horseshoe Bend with Jen in Wild West garb, <laughs> carrying a gun. It was <laughs> just some of the my best teen years, you guys. <laughs> Shooting each other, <laughs> yeah. yelling at each other, you know. And I, now we still work together. Shooting people and robbing people. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's right. You guys do work together still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We work at the Idaho Post Academy when it's functioning training. When it's yeah. at the police academy, so yeah. to speak. Can I talk about that on air? I don't know if you'd want me to. Or yeah, not, it's so. fine. Perfect, perfect. Police Academy, which I'm really surprised we haven't done in this mo- in this show yet. So. I-, I would really like to be a part of that, just putting it out there. <laughs> well, just know that it would be like assignment Miami Beach or City Under Siege or something. Perfect. Or maybe the Mission to Moscow, that last one. They made. Nice. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so cool. I am so glad and so uh, thankful that you guys were able to be here. I had I- made something. I was kind of trying to be not really snarky, but... Just curious, uh, about two weeks ago on Facebook, I made a little picture and I had a bunch of like famous like comedians. And I hate when Hollywood calls, oh, famous funny men. That, yeah. Come on, stop that. Um, it was Steve Carell, Will Ferrell, uh, Jim Carrey, and Adam Sandler. And I posited this. And I was actually being really earnest about it. I, I posited this. Like, what was the last, have, have they made a movie in the last 10 years or so? Really memorable, utterly, uh, you know, basically really watchable. Because when you talk about these people, they're always you're always talking about films that are 20 years old or more. It's like, oh, I loved Anchorman. Well, Anchorman's a long time ago. Yeah, Anchorman was like 2005, I think, That's if so I recall. Love to, to look think. it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then you know, Adam Sandler's from the late 90s and Jim Carrey, all those things. And like, I posited the fact that have they did anything in 2010 to 2012? Or 2010 to 20 to 2020, that was like funny. Nothing's yeah. really ringing <laughs> any bells to anybody. But you had mentioned offhand, well, yeah, they, you know, he was in Get Smart. Yeah. Which is true, 2008. But still, like, that was the last time that I could remember him being in something that was like, oh my gosh, that was actually really good. Yeah. And I'm not sure when date night came out if that came out before or after but that's date oh, night it's great that's one of my favorites is it yeah uh, i love mm-hmm. tina fey and see, I i've never think, seen i haven't I haven't, seen, I haven't seen date night yet oh, watch they, it. they play watch off it. each other so well do they yeah. I, I would imagine that they would have a really good chemistry together yeah because that's a huge deal having having chemistry with somebody mm-hmm. and being able you know you might have two great i mean you guys know Working with somebody that you don't have chemistry with. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, it's so, 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 so hard to make work. And it's it's doable. But, oh, my gosh, having somebody without chemistry working was very, very difficult. So uh, that's what got me like, oh, you know, just you. So you mentioned it. It's like, you know what? We're doing Get Smart on the show. Why don't you come back and be, let's talk yeah. about it. Since you meant, you brought it up and I was <laughs> it was already on the radar, partly because it was on Netflix or on Hulu or something. <laughs> and. Doing a lot of binging lately. It's like, okay, let's do Get Smart. And I hadn't seen this film since it really originally came out in 2008. Had you seen it recently? Well, I watched it last week when you... (laughs) But before then, had Um, you... I hadn't seen it in a long time. I do have it on DVD because I love it. So, But I hadn't watched it in in probably five, six years. I I think I actually have it on DVD too, to be Mm -hmm. fair. But... I don't watch DVDs anymore. So I probably watched it the last time I watched a DVD instead of streamed something, which could be years at this point. 
Okay, so we've really gotten... In my place, we've really gotten back into the DVDs for some reason. Like, before they started, they closed them all down. I was going to thrift stores like crazy looking at old DVDs just because if one of those big major companies don't have it on streaming, you have to pay for it. And it's That's like, true. Or I can just pay a dollar for a copy of it in the thrift store and call it good. But So, yeah, I didn't have it, and I hadn't really given this movie much thought until I saw it popping up on, like I said, I think it was on Hulu or something. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I liked it way better than I did the first when I first saw it. I was like, I saw it and I was like, eh, whatever. <clears throat> this time, this was so much fun. Absolutely fun. What, 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 what do you like about it? What, what would be your? So be your my, point? I think affinity for this movie comes from a few sources. Right. One would be that I love The Office, and so I love Steve Carell, and it was just fun. I think seeing him in something besides the office mm-hmm. and then the other side of it comes from the fact that i have a unwarranted love for the movie johnny english with Ooh. rowan atkinson because my dad loved that movie for some reason and it was just one of our family favorites and this movie is kind of in that same vein of bumbling detective slash agent who still somehow makes some good choices and isn't quite as hopeless as people think he is. So I think the fact that they're kind of parallel to each other brings out the joy for me when I watch Johnny it. English. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, that's one that <laughs> You're really... like next shoe. <laughs> no, I was just, I was I was writing down the, about the office, but yeah, the good call, the Johnny English. That's one that you know, Rowan Atkinson will go down as Mr. Bean and maybe uh-huh. Black Adder, but Johnny oh, English I love Johnny pretty, English. Pretty good stuff, which is funny because the first time I ever saw um, Rowan Atkinson was in uh, uh, Hot Shots. Oh. Hot Shots Part 2 because I never watched Mr. Bean growing up. I, I hadn't either. watched Mr. Bean until about a year or two ago. I think my introduction to him was probably Rat Race. Oh, gosh, Rat <laughs> yeah. Race. Now, that is a Be Kind Rewind show written all over it. Oh, oh yeah. Rat Race is so much fun. So much fun. So, Jen, what uh, were your thoughts? Because uh, or, or, so, you owned it on DVD, so what was your... Well, uh, why would you... Oh, just because? So, I was originally drawn to it because, uh, as a kid, my dad introduced me to Get Smart, and I watched it every day in the summers on mm-hmm. Nick at Night. I mean, I watched so much Get Smart, and to this day, my dad and I will still say, like, missed it by that much, and you know, all the, <laughs> all the, the quotes and, and everything, and so it was something I watched with my dad, and when they were... And I... Okay, I mean unpopular opinion i love reboots i love them i mm-hmm. love the it's the nostalgia for me that just like it it chokes me up like the i remember watching this movie for the first time in the theater and they have that opening sequence where he's walking through the doors just like in mm-hmm. the show and i was crying because i'm a because nice. i'm a big wuss and and i'm a sap and but i loved it and um and so that was what originally like drew me to the movie in the mm-hmm. first place and then it was just so good like it was so much fun to watch it was funny and steve carell is great he's he's so much like don adams was you know and he and w- he made a really good maxwell smart he really really did. <laughs> he did you know and i love the rock and i love anne hathaway and and just it was just all these people that i you know that i love and they put them on in this movie and they all were amazing and i don't know i just really liked it this movie came out in 08, and I just looked it up while we were talking. The Office was from 2005 to 2013. So this was literally like three years into The Office. 
Right. Which, if anybody that follows long-run TV shows knows, your third season's your butter season. Like, that's most of your favorite episodes of any show you've ever seen. Most of those fit around season two, season three. I was going to say my favorite season of The Office is probably season four, which is right at mm-hmm. that Right at yeah, that time, yeah. You can almost almost you can almost write off season one of The Office. It's like what six episodes, and none of them are really even all that memorable. They're all okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, when they came back for that, because it looks like they don't didn't really think they were going to get picked up when I watched some right. of those earlier earlier episodes. Well, and I think those earlier episodes they tried a little hard to keep it very cohesive with the british office so it was a little drier and it was a little i don't know just very dry yeah and then i think once they realized they could come into their own and make their own character Change choices it. yeah i th- i really liked yeah what he, they did he is with very it. much david brent ish mm-hmm. in those first few seasons or first few episodes so yeah for this coming in three years after the show started yeah that's good stuff and i love what you said too about you loving reboots and things that was almost the premise of this series, was just reboots and remakes. Oh, wow. I would because have begged you, you can to be on do, every episode. <laughs> because <laughs> there's so many of them, mm-hmm. you can just do this. There never ends. And for every one Mission Impossible, which is the, the only reboot that I can think of that surpassed its original its original mm-hmm. take, you know, they've, they've brought shows back and they've turned movies into shows. But as far as turning a show into movie series and it outlasting, I mean, if I'm I'm trying to think of there's others. Yeah. But to me, Mission Impossible is the only one, which is hilarious because it totally. This is totally spoofing that in a way uh-huh. that's just absolutely ridiculous. So let's get into the uh, uh, meat and potatoes. And if somebody and I might posit this in the on the on the Web page, but. Like I, yeah, I can't think of any other the most like any other successful sh- shows. I'm racking my besides brain. like Star Trek. I mean, I guess in yeah, this vein, true. you could argue that The Office did run longer and more successfully than the British version, but so many people hold the original version so near and dear to their hearts. Of the op, the yeah. British so that, I mean, technically, the U.S. Office is a reboot of yeah, it an is. Original. Oh, for sure. So, but yeah, movie-wise, I'm trying to. But yeah, as far as movies same. turning into yeah big screen remakes, or you mean TV shows turning into remakes? TV sh- either movies, one, yeah. oh, okay. movies coming from TV shows and being as successful, being like successful. The was it 2000? Charlie's Angels was pretty big. That was oh, big, and that did true. a couple. Sh- and then they rebooted that as well, mm-hmm. which I have not yet seen I yet. I just watched it like a week the ago. The new one? Yes. Is it good? I liked it. But well, I, I shouldn't have everything. asked you that. You because should have asked me <laughs> I like everything. But no, I did. I thought it was fun. I, Kristen Stewart was great. Yeah, you're the only person that likes things more than I do. And I, <laughs> I'm really hard-pressed to hate something. <laughs> you well, no, I, I did. I, I liked it. I watched it with a 10-year-old, and she loved it. So. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, so let's get into, like I said, the meat and potatoes of, of Get Smart. Uh, from the very beginning, what you said with the opening credits, mimicking the show, and then they change it and he gets stuck in the door there. It was just great. It was so much fun. And I loved the world they built when he gets there, when they first get to Control, which I love it's not an anagram for anything. It's just called Control. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, and I, and you, you sit back and you look at who all's there. I mean, you've got The Rock and you have... Terry Crews and David Koechner, who I'm a huge fan of, and 
and all these fa- and, and Masioka from Heroes, who was yeah. big at the oh, time. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then and then the other dude, Nate who, Torrance. I, Nate Torrance. I wrote yeah. his name down because I couldn't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he you know, thinking he was probably on his way for something big, and I don't, I I don't know what. He's got one of those faces where you recognize him, but that's you can exactly never pinpoint. what I thought when he's I was watching in, it last night. Yeah. And I couldn't pinpoint him either. He's been in a lot of things. He's mm-hmm. one of the oh, that's that guy. Yeah, you know, and he, I've seen him in a ton of movies. I know I have. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't name him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So well, there's quite a few people in this film that are oh hey that guy, mm-hmm. uh, Terrence Stamp who plays the bad guy mm-hmm. in this. I had no idea it was Chancellor Valorium from Phantom Menace. Oh well, that I knew. Well, I knew you would know. (laughs) (laughs) And it was General Zod. Again, Mm -hmm. knew that. Totally spaced it. Yeah, (laughs) Terrence Stamp. Uh, And then you have um, even Alan Arkin that people confuse with Frank Langella. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've seen that when I was, you know, when I'm doing research for these shows, I go to that. Wait a second. That's Frank Langella. No, that's not Frank Langella. Or however you pronounce his name. And there, there is a pretty special cameo in the movie. I don't know yes. if you guys noticed. Oh, one. I caught it. Are you thinking? Are you talking about the same one I'm talking about? Yep. Um, Go for uh, it. B- Bernie Koppel. Yep. Who was the original? Um, uh, 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 oh, now I'm, I'm blanking. Um, Alan Arkin's uh, the bad character. guy. Oh no! Yeah, Siegfried. So Siegfried. you know what? Yes. He was the original funny. Siegfried. It's and, like this car. It's in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw that scene. And I just had a feeling that it was a cameo. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was. It plays like a cameo. But, like, yeah, but I was like, I bet this is a cameo. I don't know who this mm-hmm. person is. <laughs> so I looked it up and was like, yes, it was. It was a cameo. Yep. <laughs> and he, he was also, side note, side note, little trivia Oops. that I know. He was also the doctor on the love boat. He was. Oh. And I was a big mm-hmm. fan of that when I was a little kid. So <laughs> This whole show is a side note. <laughs> you don't have to preface Good that point. with anything. <laughs> Go down those roads. Please. But I got really excited when I saw him because I was like, that's awesome. Well, I didn't recognize him at first. And then I was like, oh, snap. So. Uh, right away. as soon as it's, But again, I watched the show a lot and I watched The Love Boat a lot. So I knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty couple. That's so cool. <laughs> so. so I loved the setup. I loved that he had taken the test like eight times. And he had all those sticky notes everywhere. Uh-huh. I love those sticky notes. They're so funny. Get a new fish. Get a new fish. <laughs> uh, and then just going about his day, getting to work, he gets ran over coming out of this, that guy coming out of the subway. Um, he runs over his shoe with a bicycle, doesn't he? I, th- I think that's after he meets Anne Hathaway, right? Or there's another one where he mm-hmm. meets Anne Hathaway and he gets mm-hmm. hit. And he says, "Am I invisible?" Yeah, yeah. like this Poor that guy. whole going through, and it's and it's it's interesting because they don't really say if he's like really good at his job or terrible at his, at his job trying to be a field agent, because he ends up being like an amazing field agent. Like he aces the test, but of course he also had to take it eight times, a whole bunch of times. Yeah, I mean they allude to the fact that he his uh, physical stamina was an issue for the beginning. Isn't it for everybody though? Yeah, and. uh He's he's a very paper smart. He is person. a very paper smart yeah. person. I loved, and I even wrote it down uh, when they're when he's showing because he's. I mean, he's sitting there walking to work, listening to the Russians talk, mm-hmm. listening to the chatter, and when he's t- he's he's presenting his case, you know, about it. He said, "Yeah, listening to him, these people, you know, they are villains, but that's not who they are. They are people." Ooh. Okay. I loved that. Oh, bad guys are people too. Yeah. I 
bad guys. Was instantly thinking someone was sitting watching that and Wreck-It Ralph was born. That was, <laughs> that exactly. was my thought. Yeah, you could see this. You could totally yeah. see the seed for, mm-hmm. for Wreck-It Ralph there. Because, yeah, when there he's talking about the muffin and having uh-huh. trouble with his wife and stuff. And carbs like, are comfort food. Carbs are comfort food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Right. Like, I wrote that down. It's like, oh, I love that. I love that a lot. It's some of the best. You know, we've talked about on the show before, some of the best villains out there don't think that they are villains. And right. those, to me, make way more interesting villains than if you're just doing bad things because you're bad. Well, Okay. Ultimately, the bad guy in this film just kind of does bad things because he's bad. I don't yeah. really get a huge, but if they've got a good reason for doing, oh, oh, that, yeah, that makes a sinner to a saint in my eyes. Like, okay, if you've got a really good reason that makes sense to you, awesome. So I loved that, and I loved the way they 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 built the world, and I love the David Keckner and Terry Crews giving him crap at the way control looks like I really thought mm-hmm. that was so much fun. And I loved, um, and I loved those characters. Something I appreciated about that whole power dynamic was that you have all these field agents. Yeah. You have like the ones who are kind of the generic mean mm-hmm. people, but I loved that Alan Arkin's character was still legitimately supportive of him because mm-hmm. they came from the same vein. So I liked that it wasn't a hundred percent, him against all odds. Mm-hmm. I liked that he had kind of the support system and the people you pick and choose Correct. to be mm-hmm. your cohorts. I, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. When he doesn't get promoted, even though he, he ended up getting the highest score or, or you know mm-hmm. acing that test, that's actually a real world problem. And I've seen that firsthand in my career. Right. And I'm sure you guys have seen that as well. You're actually like too good for this job. Okay, either you, right. am I too good for it or you just didn't want me? So I loved, uh, yeah, I loved that, that, uh, dynamic, and I also loved the two-dimensional character that The Rock plays in this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely on brand for him. Yep, absolutely. Now, 2008 was still, I would argue, was a little bit early in his career. He was. This was one of his first bigger roles because he was yeah. in The Rundown, which was, tops this by leaps and I loved the. Did you guys ever see The I've Rundown? Never seen it. No. Oh my gosh, the rundown is so. It's The Rock and Sean William Scott. It's, oh. it's great. Oh, yeah. 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 Running around in the jungle before he was like all badass and stuff. I, I can picture the movie box because I used to work at a store that yeah. had video mm-hmm. game and uh, movie rentals. So I can see the cover. Okay. I've just never seen it. It's worth watching. Okay. It's good. definitely good a good one. And I do love the fact that there is, from when you first meet Anne Hathaway's character and The Rock's character, you just know that one of them's the bad guy. You mm-hmm. just know. In fact, Anne Hathaway flat out says, I could be the bad guy. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So I just love how it's just right there. And that's kind of the, tw- not the twist, but like what kind of adds a little bit of suspense. Okay, which one of these two people are going to turn on him? Because they will. Yeah. So I love the scene where they meet each other for the first time. The first, first time when she's running. Mm-hmm. And she is just so smug. But... <laughs> he, I don't know if he's immune to it or what. She just bumps into him and she's running. She's like, oh, that was my last mile. And he's like, oh, wow, you're fast. And, you know, she's like, well, my time's faster. I don't, I just think it's so <laughs> funny how she has to one up every time. And then it kind of becomes a thing that they do through the whole movie. Correct. Like, well, if it were a competition, I'd win. Or, oh, you don't have one of these? Oh, hmm. Like, <laughs> I like, I like that little dynamic that they play. Yeah, they they play off each other very very well mm-hmm. in this movie, 
at first I was like, they don't have to be a love interest, but they were. That's part yeah. of the show is that they were a love mm-hmm. interest. And I, Agent 99's character was actually, uh, from when I was uh, doing research on this, was one of the first mainstream television character, female characters to to get married, have babies, and then go back to work oh. on TV. Like one of the very first times in mainstream. So it was, they alluded that it had been done before, but it was the first like mainstream TV show that wow. that happened. They didn't just immediately just, okay, now I'm just going to have kids and this is what I'm going to do. So Wow, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's way cool. So I, 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 there are times where it seems like unnecessary, but I think it worked all in all for the whole film. Yeah. So then going through the, the big, you know, you always get to the end of, you know, there's, there's always, there's always the problem begins at the end of act one. So it does, they get back to uh, control center and it's in disarray and been ransacked and, and attacked and everyone's I loved that scene where he comes barging in there with a the fire extinguisher and yeah. just bashes his boss on the head because they were the <laughs> same side oh that was so much fun absolutely so much fun and then <laughs> when the chief's like oh my head hurts and he's like oh did did you fall down I know I skinned my knee or something very <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> so this movie, The Rock, uh, takes... So as far as like Rock's filmography goes, so the rundown was 03, Walking Tall was 04, Be Cool was 05, as well as Doom, which is a pretty under, underrated sci-fi film, I mm-hmm. think. And then Southland Tales, what we've talked about before is a bizarre film. Did you ever see Southland Tales? I've watched part of it because she was in it. And then I, I couldn't get through it. And I've always wanted to go back and watch it and just sit and watch it. And I never have. It's a bizarre film. It is an absolutely bizarre I'll put it film. on my list. Oh, definitely. And then Gridiron Gang. And then Reno, 911, The Game Plan. And then this, 2008. So, yeah, this so- was... I, I would venture that this is his first big, not like niche movie. Like this was his first tent pole. Something I appreciate about The Rock's career path is that he's one of the only actors I know who can seamlessly travel between kid movies and like actual action or other genre films without any hesitation in his career like to me usually when you see someone in a kid's movie you're like oh i guess they're there they go this is his kid <laughs> yeah. movie that he's yeah, doing they're, yeah they're on their way out but and for he, him he can just bounce anywhere jumps and he back fits. and forth yeah. yeah for sure he he, and he he can definitely play against type obviously mm-hmm. like it's silly to see him in the tooth fairy but then he can still make that work and he can right. still um do that I think that's what I like about him is that he doesn't he doesn't take himself so seriously. Right. I, you know, he's just like, sure, I'll put on a tutu and be the tooth fairy. You know, right. like I'll just I'll play this goofy character in Jumanji and, you know, and he just and then go be a badass in Fast and Furious. You know, mm-hmm. he's just he's awesome. He can just. I personally would like to see him go back to this kind of thing, maybe even more kid ish tooth fairy stuff because you're right you totally know he's got jumanji and he's got the fast and the furious and all these things 
there was a meme running around where you know he's he's all greased up oily outside in the outside in the jungle and it's four different movies but it all looks the, the exact same <laughs> between skyscraper and rampage and all these films okay go back inside <laughs> you don't yeah. need to be outside okay you're good yeah um i and for him to play i like i'm ready for him to do i'm excited for the jungle cruise because oh, yeah. that was that was a great i can't have you seen the uh, have you seen no. the previews for the jungle cruise no i haven't oh my gosh it's it looks awesome not only does it, you know, it's the Disney ride, mm-hmm. but it's also a period piece. So it takes oh. place like old, it's like, takes place like, it's almost like African Queen. Okay. With Humphrey Bogart and mm-hmm. uh, the other, but the Jungle Cruise, because it's Emily Blunt, I believe, is. I don't remember. Is, so. I like I'm, her, so yeah, I'd be excited. She's cool. yeah, I'd be yeah. excited to see that. I mean, she she killed it as Mary Poppins. Oh yeah. my gosh, she, yeah, she really nailed did. it. Oh my, <laughs> talk did. about it. Big shoes to right. fill. Nailed it. Um. But that's what I love about about Steve Carell on this. Absolutely, just killed it mm-hmm. as Maxwell Smart. He had the the mannerisms down. The and I love that. The would you believe? And then when he changes it a little bit, oh, so funny. Mm-hmm. And it works. It still works mm-hmm. now. You can use that. You can use that now. And it's would you, that's another one of those things my dad and I say to each other. <laughs> change. Would you believe? <laughs> so funny. So there's a so the you know Act One ends. The, the 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 overarching thing, you know, because all these movies have a thing you have to, and it's really no reason to get into them, the whys or the hows. Um, it's basically just a bunch of bombs and stuff. And like, he really just wanted money. Was it really that simple? The bad guy's reasonings for do that? Money or to make a point, I feel Something like. Something like or... that. Yeah, there was no. Well, he did. Yeah, he threatened for money. That's right. I forgot he called in to the. Mm-hmm. But really, I think Chaos really just wanted chaos. I mean, it was called Chaos. Yeah. Was the Which, again, it, it's not an anagram. But it's just called Chaos. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I think they always just, they want to be in power. They want to take over everything, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's all. Like, I mean, I guess you could argue that taking out the president's a motive, but they only did that because they didn't get the money, right? Or Correct. was there yeah. another... I don't know. I, like yeah. you said, it's it really yeah. it's kind of vague. But you know, you don't have to like have have all the ins and outs of their reasons to enjoy this. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I love the the you know the spy adventure they go on to. The scene that really stood out to me, and it actually totally plays in with the with the with the catchphrase of "missed it by that much," was the dance scene, the ballroom dance. Scene. I love that scene. It's so funny. It works so well, even though like she's he's dancing with like a plus. It's not played for laughs. Like you would know that if they were to do that now, it'd be you know it was done really. It'd be really mindful. You wouldn't be making fun of her. It wouldn't be laughing at her. It would be done. They for being two thousand eight. Oh, by the way, this was June twentieth. So yeah, this was I think his one of his first big major studio Fourth of July tentpole films. I think oh. that's why it was it stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, not to backtrack a little bit. So uh, the dance sequence I loved, and it wasn't played for laugh at this plus size actress. And I want I'm curious what right. you guys thought of that. What your take on that was I. So I was watching it and I was really pleased 
I was really, I was like watching it and I was so excited and I was so happy because they made it. She looked gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You know, and they were beautiful. And they were great and they were, they danced really good mm-hmm. and, and they did everything you said until the very end of the dance. They threw the joke in and that disappointed me. Where he's me. sweating? He's, and he's holding her and he's struggling while she's, yes. di- he's dipping her. Mm-hmm. And I, they, I was like, you almost nailed it. And yep. then you did that. And then I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they didn't need to do that part of it. No. So they didn't. I did like, I feel like the one graceful redeem after that point is when Anne Hathaway's character concedes to her and kind of graceful claps like you won this. Mm-hmm. You you beat me. Good job. And I thought that I liked that, that she wasn't upset about losing, that she was very gracious to her competitor. I don't know. I'd see that. I totally see that. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 it's quick. It's quick. But yeah, yeah, he's struggling and sweating. Like, oh sure, okay, whatever. My biggest problem with it was the, literally the next scene. They drop the hard R word. Oh yeah, I because before the scene, too. he's playing dumb, mm-hmm. and then they drop the hard R word. So, couple. To, I mean, we always like to to point out these problematic scenes in these films. So coupled with that one little clip, that one little sweat struggling thing, and then dropping the hard R word, it's like, yep, you missed it by that much. (laughs) That 10 years later, those two parts would be taken out Mm -hmm. and be flawless, absolutely perfect. Um, But it was still good. Yeah, you're right. It, It didn't need it. It didn't need the hard R word, but 2008 sensibility still had, that was not, that wasn't, on the top of the list there was bigger fish yeah. to fry at that point and i'm not trying to demean anything by that i'm just saying like okay that's that's where we're at i mean because shoot this is two years before facebook right. <laughs> I mean, wow that's yeah. so wild to think yeah. about it think that about way. that that when this came out was yeah facebook was still a like couple years college a year. campus mm-hmm. website yeah it's like for yeah college i always it's funny like i i, I was i joined facebook in 2010 and yeah, back then it, it was crazy, and it was still. I felt like I was late to the game at that point. But yeah, it was like 2009, and it's YouTube. I mean, this this is even before YouTube, so mm-hmm. this is ancient history if you really think about it. Yeah. So a little bit set of different uh, sensibilities to it, but I liked it, and I liked the fact that it was there and it was played the way it was for its time. Yeah, agreed. B plus. B plus. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, I did. Like, yeah. I was so excited. Like, watch because I hadn't. Re- it's been a while since I watched the movie, and I didn't remember that scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, I, it made me really, really happy. And then they did that little thing, and I went one little Ooh. thing. It's like, yeah, so close. yes, we get it. Yes, that any actress would have had to have been on a harness, and oh, still, you, you didn't have to. You did, but a for you know, B plus. Yeah, but I still, I, I, I still liked it. I loved the the things that that getting to that scene mm-hmm. and then coming out of that scene were so much fun. I loved mm-hmm. the airplane where oh, he's yeah. stuck in the bathroom on the airplane <laughs> and he keeps shooting himself in the face with the little <laughs> ow. <laughs> oh, when, <laughs> for, for some reason, one of my favorite things Steve Carell does in multiple movies and shows, I'm sure, I don't know, is when he just screams with Noah Bear. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's free falling in the sky. And he's just, ha, ah, ah, ha. And then she, she comes and he's like, oh, you heard me. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, that is so funny. Oh, good. You heard me. <laughs> I love how she has no hesitation either. Right. She goes in there. And he, no, yep. she goes so much. So good. So, so good. I, I have to agree on the, the Steve Carell screams. Like, it, anytime he does that, it just <laughs> kills me. Like, when they do the cone of silence thing, and, you know, and he's like, this is what's <laughs> I love the the, the the cone of silence 2.0 for this because in the show it was a plastic thing that mm-hmm. never worked. Right. Exactly. And it still doesn't work now. It's just a clear glo- yep. globby thing. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I love that. This is the greatest day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, Steve Carell screaming is great. I love it. My favorite Steve Carell is he's that deadpan, just like really awkward. He, I mean, he killed it obviously mm-hmm. on The Office doing that, but just that. Like where he that he gets that blank stare on his face, <laughs> but then he says something and he's really proud of what he just said. So he'll just <laughs> half smile thing is just so whole. I love it. Uh, I love it so much. And the this you know having the opportunity to really just showcase what he can do mm-hmm. in this and just bring out. I mean, you you could totally say like you you know they hired him for this because of the obviously because of the office because he was on the yeah. office, but like. That's what he brought to this for sure was that same sensibility of of Michael Scott, which again works totally. It totally fit the character, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the 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 person that the the big tall guy. He was a yeah. wrestler. Yeah, that's the great Kali. Um, I, and I love that he's like helping him with his marriage problems. Uh-huh. He was the guy that they were talking about with the muffins and stuff like that. It's just so good, yeah. and. Yeah, little things like that were just just so funny and so absurd. Like when they crash, <laughs> when they he falls out of the basically falls out of the plane and just like climbs up and gets up and keeps going. <laughs> it's, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, back to the ballroom uh, in the ball scene. I love the the when they go through the lasers and he just keeps mm-hmm. getting shocked over and over and over uh-huh. again. But he's still like killing it at first until i can't remember what causes him to like stop there's a rat on him oh that's right it's the rats that he hates yeah from the uh sewer that's right the sewer rats yeah that's right which i think was a probably a a, uh i would say wasn't that a a a line from the series didn't he say that too that i don't remember it's okay maybe some and then Going through uh, here, there is some parts that I think that made the why th- this movie fits the missed it by that much tagline. Mm-hmm. It's got a hundred and ten minute long runtime. It didn't need a hundred and ten. Oh no, minutes. not at all. You can shave off twenty minutes of that, and it still be awesome, and all the beats would still be there. There's certain scenes that just take way too long to set up. Yeah. That very like the the stuff before the at the concert hall the Disney concert hall, which how they got the Disney concert hall in this one it wasn't a Disney movie just blows my mind. But at this time, but <laughs> um, yeah, just the exposition to get there, and this there's just little too much yeah. there that didn't need to be it's, be there. It's hard to choose which scene didn't need to be there, but it's true that there are things that didn't I think they could have cut out almost every 
bit of character development with the president. I feel like they spent a random amount of time trying to make him a thing. And yeah, some of it was kind of funny, but if they cut his whole all round of table, that, yeah. Yeah. That whole round table was good but unnecessary. Right. Because you can get everything you need to do from the president from the scene where he was jogging. Yeah. I, I gotta say I love that they threw in the nuclear thing. Yeah, that was funny. That nuclear. Nuclear. Maybe, nuclear. Like, because that was I that was a uh, <laughs> knock on George Bush. Well, and so, so that being yes. said, and that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> taking into account the time frame that it came out, that could be again why they took so much time on it. If it was intentional, you know, oh, to create a character. You but. could tell a lot of films from this time period took the president was even in the Transformers movie and mm-hmm. all these films. The president's always if he, if it's not played by a black dude. It's played by an idiot, and you could totally tell who they're with a slight southern drawl. A very usually. slight, yeah, yeah. You could totally tell who they're, what they're mm-hmm. trying to, or when they just like screw it, and it's just a generic white dude, and no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's there's no basis in reality for it anymore. So, yeah, the that 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 was my big. I mean, there was a whole scene how they get the bomb into the building. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, in, especially in these types of movies, how, who cares? Yeah. They brought right. it in. <laughs> People are coming and going in this thing, and you were able to to unscrew it and push it through a wall. It's clever, but again, unnecessary. Right, Absolutely. especially because it's from the bad guy's point of view, and maybe mm-hmm. that's part of it. Is they kept trying to split attention too much, mm-hmm. but I think you only really needed to see it from uh, Maxwell Smart and Agent Ninety Nine's point of view. Okay, well. Joey stepped out for a minute, so I'm going to take a minute to talk about fashion. I'm sure he would appreciate, I'm sure he'd appreciate this anyway, but I just want to talk about how much I love Anne Hathaway's, like, wardrobe almost this entire movie, just how 60s inspired it is, down to her orange fingernails and her trench coats and her cute little suits and I, I loved it. I loved her makeup was very 60s inspired. I I thought that part was great, that they definitely gave a nod to that with the I fashion. Agree. I agree. I really liked it, too. Like, her coat, uh-huh. her white coat oh, yeah. with the her buttons beautiful was white so trench coat. Cute. Yeah. Very Barbara Feldon. Like, yeah. Barbara Feldon dressed just like that mm-hmm. in the 60s show. So Yeah. So no, I appreciated awesome. that a lot. I mean, I guess her uh, dance scene doesn't quite fit in with it. And then there's one part where she's wearing this really weird vest with like a untied. It looked like an Avril Lavigne music video outfit. It was like a vest <laughs> with a loosely tied tie and a. It's just it's not shirt. even tied. It's just like hanging there. It's or like something. A, yeah, it's very bulky and big poof. Yeah, yeah, tied mm-hmm. in the control one of the control scenes. But other than that, I loved her very '60s inspired. I love when he wears when he puts the suit on that's hanging up in the museum and how Mm -hmm. dapper he looks driving that little red car. Uh, Yeah, and he just crashes it down. (laughs) And that was all very the show. Oh yeah, by far everything about that was from the show. The car, the suit, (laughs) everything. that was great. Actually, that escape scene is probably my favorite scene in the movie because of when he runs into Masioka and Nate Torrance. And, oh yeah, and he has. They have to pretend that they're that he's hitting them and everything. And <laughs> I laughed so hard. I thought those two like they're like unsung in the movie. Like they they. Did you ever did you ever see uh, the their spinoff movie? No. No. Oh yeah. What? There, there is a spinoff movie. Wow. It's uh, Lloyd and... Uh, 
I did not write their oh. names. I wrote their actor names down, but not their character names. Nope, there is a spinoff movie, and I, I looked to... for it because I wanted to watch it for this. I need to watch it. But um, I didn't, unfortunately. It's Bruce and Lloyd are out of control, and it takes place what's happening at control during this movie. Oh. So is it a full length, like a feature? It was a, yeah, it was a straight to DVD film. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Anne Hathaway has a... Uh, a cameo in it. Patrick Warburton is oh in it a little bit, which I'll sit I'll sit here and watch him eat a sandwich for two hours. That'll be the greatest <laughs> movie that's ever made. That's great. Um, yeah, Harold. Because uh, I always want to say Harold and Lloyd, but it's Bruce, Bruce and Lloyd. And Lloyd. Um, are out of con- uh, out of control. I, mean, I really thought they were so good in this movie. I mean, they are so funny. Every time yeah. they were on, on in the scene, they stole it. I felt like I loved it when yeah. Same thing when he's going to. Uh, take them out quote unquote so the cameras can see and he's like uh lloyd or whoever bruce i will be punching you in the face and he's like you're missing and he's like thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh wow they yeah there there it is oh my gosh Mm -hmm. yeah i gotta find that i gotta watch it bruce and lloyd out of control um it has yep uh uh, masioka nate torrance jama mays marik domininsky Terry Crews, Larry Miller, and Patrick Warburton. Is oh, my it. gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to find it and watch it. Nate Torrance, obviously, is... Uh... Are you kidding me? Huh. I'll be darned. So, Nate Torrance, the guy that does... Um, that other guy that we that was in it. Well, he played Clawhauser in Zootopia. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. So, he played oh, Clawhauser in Zootopia. Okay. Yeah. I um, totally he was that. in My Best Friend's Girl, She's Out of My League, The Big Year, um, Zootopia, and then a movie called... Oh, and then he was a security guard in Game Over Man. That is basically exactly the generic list of movies I would say he was in. Yep. That's usually... <laughs> it's really hilarious. Um, yeah, it is kind of funny. Like, a, a lot of these shows, when we're, we're, we're talking about someone mm-hmm. that, oh, we don't know who he is, let's look him up. It's always that kind of stuff. Yep. yep he was in this and this and this. And you start going to his film, the TV filmography, and it's always, oh, he was on he was on CSI, and he was on Malcolm in the Middle, and he did a thing. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, nothing really crazy. Um, well, he was on, he did an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so. Yeah, that mm, sounds nothing, about right. Nothing Nothing crazy. Now, he was a featured player on uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which was... I was a huge... I was a big fan of that show. They were making fun of... It was the guys that did West Wing, and they were making fun of Saturday Night Live. What's not to like about it? So, yeah, the it's a little bit too bloated runtime. Mm-hmm. You could argue that there's too many people in it, but it all works, and it's still yeah. it's still great. Um, and I love Patrick Warburton as, as um, Jaime in this because he was on yeah. the original show mm-hmm. too. First time, that's kind of weird. But then as I was watching old clips, like, nope, there was a robot named Jaime in the original show. And like I said, Patrick Warburton is, he's one of my absolute oh, favorites. Awesome. He is one of my, I could do a show, a series of just on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this, this movie was a lot of fun. I, I'm always reminded of a story because I used to I used to subscribe to Entertainment Weekly for a dec over a decade. 
I had a stack of these movies. And I remember when this film came out, and they did a whole big, huge feature on The Rock. Because remember, oh, this was yeah. his first big, this was going to be, you know, I mean, he'd done movies, but this was going to be his, was his biggest movie. And The Rock at that, and I'm sure he's the same way now, but probably a little bit more, less like this, but they were always having a huge, it's not that it was like a problem with the cast, but it was always like a, a frustration for the cast because he would call them and like give them pep talks <laughs> and like, and stuff like that, like early in the morning. He's like five o'clock in the morning. He's getting there pumping iron and stuff. And he's calling Steve Carell. He's like, come on, Steve Carell. We're going to do some good work today. We're going to slay some dragons. And <laughs> 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 you know, just being uh -huh. the rock all on them. And they're just like, okay, we just want to shoot this movie. And But but he's just like Tony Robbins, which I can <laughs> That's imagine. That's so funny. <laughs> late 2000s rock being Tony Robbins. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know why that story always, always, uh, stuck out to me that the rock just going full on self-help guru on yeah. steve carell and anne hathaway i gotta say i'd be okay with the rock calling me at five, five in the morning, morning. With the pep <laughs> jen potter we're gonna say some dragons today yeah and he smiles at you and <laughs> yeah he can call me anytime <laughs> and you can't you'd be remiss if you didn't bring up the the poster and the ad materials for this film too i loved it where everyone's hair and ties are covering up everybody else's face oh yeah very, very cool. Very, you don't see that too often. Just this, this, that Steve Carell and then everybody else's faces covered with this stuff. Well, I, yeah. I always thought that was cool. I liked it. So we hit on, loved the, loved the cars. I guess the cars that he drove in the move in the show, like every single, cause he drove like three or four different through the course of the five years that that show was on and every car is represented in that movie. He's when he steals it from from uh, Bernie Coppell is one of the cars, and the red car as he breaks down. The Ferrari, I believe, was on the series as well. So I, I love that. I love those things. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's a lot of fun. the The final action sequence is crazy. Like it's a plane yeah. and it's a car. And it's on fire. And it's and on a train a, track. it's a train, yeah. It's, a train. <laughs> it's so nuts. And it sucks that, like, that scene itself is so fun, but you had to get through almost a half hour of just nothing. Because there's not a lot. There's a lot that happens, but not a lot of interesting things that happen from between the bakery getting exploding and then that, that train scene. Because they, yeah. they, they go back. He gets he gets put in jail, and again, that whole scene didn't need to be there either. No, it didn't. Ultimately, like it gave him a reason to escape, but it wasn't necessity. He could have escaped immediately. Yeah, they didn't have to have him. And then how he gets across the country really fast. I mean, these little things like that are don't didn't really serve I, as the plot. I don't know if they even needed to have the whole him being accused as a double agent thing. Hmm. I don't think that was necessary, and they resolved it so quickly mm -hmm. that it just. That part, I think, could have been taken out. It's almost like it served as an unnecessary fat joke. Because yeah. he has a nightmare where he had put on his weight back on. Mm -hmm. Which, again, not necessary. Right. Because it wasn't part of the series. Yeah. Because I don't think that would have been part of a 60s. Well, and him losing all the weight even didn't need to be well, a part of yeah, it. Yeah, the no, whole thing. Yeah. It was a it was a exposition for no reason. Yeah. And, yeah, I didn't really get the whole, like... 
the the scene on the plane when she shows him the picture of her and uh-huh. and he's like oh yeah I lost weight you know it, it was like why is that even there who cares if she's changed her appearance or he's changed it like yeah it I, almost seems like there was a plot that I they were going with that was solely to reconcile people to the age difference to so people understand she's actually his age but she got her looks changed to be do you want you think that i think so because he makes a comment about well i'm actually a lot older than you and she's like well no you're not and so i think in my right. mind well, and i mean real life yes but I, I don't trust hollywood to be that self-aware i don't you know, know. <laughs> Catherine yeah, zeta jones can play yeah because they do uh, those those kind of romances all the time yeah that's not something that's that that's was just foreign. my impression i guess is I, that it felt very I'm trying to do this to show that I'm equal in age with you. To make yourself appear younger. Right. <laughs> that's not a, I mean, that's not a necessarily, you know, couldn't be, it could be not taken as a good quality. Or maybe they didn't think people would buy that someone that young could be an agent. You know what I mean? Maybe, so they made yeah. her older. And she's more experienced than him. <sighs> maybe. Just, but again, I don't, I don't see yeah. that because they went with, they went with Denise Richards as... A, a a physicist in James Bond. True. So they've made these concessions before as that what was her name? Christmas in that movie. Uh, um so they've made those concessions before without explaining. I mean true. even movies that we love, like Bruce Banner does not have the time to have as many doctorates as he does. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, if we're calling a spade a spade, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't <That's> matter. <laughs> like, uh, so I, my my thought on this, because actually that did strike to me. It's like, why is he, they, I mean, they, they make it obvious that A, she looks different. Uh-huh. B, there's history with The Rock. There, there's all these little things that they added into it. My thought was that originally she was going to be the bad guy. Hmm. And then have one of these redemption arcs. And then I feel like they changed that at the last minute. And That's like possible. the whole, the, the, his stab that bleeds, oh, my right. thought was going to, that's what was going to give her up. It's like, yeah, my last partner, I had to stab. Yeah. Well, oh, you mean the guy that I just saw bleeding for no reason in his gut? Something hours. that didn't make sense to me though, is she talks about how her identity got compromised because she was working with someone or in a relationship with someone she worked mm-hmm. with. And yet, they obviously didn't change it for his sake. So I don't understand how because they worked together and were in a relationship, her identity was compromised. Because when she comes right back in, the guy's like, oh, Agent 99. Like, it's yeah. not, obviously not for his sake to not know who she is. Correct. So that mm-hmm. whole thing felt a little weird and yeah. forced to. So, yeah, that was my take was that it was a plot point that didn't pan out. And it they was something it. and now it's not. And Correct. Yeah. yeah. Or it, it served to do a misdirection like the whole time i mean yeah so they go on and on to drill home that you know even even after when they're just sitting at after the ballroom scene it's like how do you know that i'm not i could or yeah when they get back to, yeah when they're in moscow like how do you know i'm not gonna um uh, i'm not a double agent or something like right. that and just walks off how do you know i'm not the bad guy yeah because i think you were <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, little things like that was, yeah. I thought were really bizarre. And I and and to be honest, too, if you really look at um, Steve Carell's character, as good as it is, 
he shifts it and it shifts in tone throughout the film. Mm -hmm. Is he like super serious and is he like no nonsense? Is he just a goofball that's failing upwards? Like, it, yeah. Or he's like, and, and, and it, it works does. regardless, it's, but it does shift because you mm -hmm. don't know is he like the world's greatest or is he the worst? It seems to work out for him sometimes despite himself. Sometimes he's so oblivious he's not even aware of his surroundings. Yeah. Like at the at the concert when he tackles the thing and he's sitting there and his ass is hanging out, which is great for me. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious, but I don't know. So there's a shift in tone. Like I'm, the, those two things are the ones that jumped out. Like his, his kind of shifts a little bit and then the exposition. So I was looking at, I was really surprised when I looked at the director of this film, Peter Siegel. And his name didn't immediately jump out to me. So I looked up his, obviously, what he'd done. Holy crap. He directed Tommy Boy. Oh. He directed My Fellow Americans. Did you ever see My mm -hmm. Fellow Americans? I know you saw American. <laughs> Jen did. Um, great film. Really fun movie. This is Dan Aykroyd. Of course, I would have seen it. The Clumps. There's the Nighty Professor 2. He did that. Did not watch that one. No. You didn't see the second one? No. Uh, anger Management. Uh, Fifty First Dates. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, Fifty First oh, Dates. 50 first dates uh, so the Longest good. Yard, another remake. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Very good. Mm -hmm. uh, better than it has any right to be. Mm -hmm. Even with an N word drop by Stone Cold Steve Austin, still works. Still pretty good. And then this one, and then Grudge Match was the last big one. I saw that huh. one. Which I believe was a boxing film with Robert De Niro and I want to say Rocky. Oh. But I could be wrong. So again, I didn't. That's yeah, an interesting or, no, list. I don't think that was yeah. Rocky on that. Yeah, it's it is. all a, across the board. Yeah, it's all over the place. God, 50 First Dates. But yeah, 50 First so Dates. So good. Um, yeah, 50 First Dates. Out of all these films, I mean, every, <laughs> you're fine. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, obviously the Nighty Professor films were huge when they first came out. Tommy Boy is a classic that everybody loves. Anger Management's, that's usually yeah. people's dad's favorite. <laughs> I liked it. But I it liked wasn't. Anger Management. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, Fifty First Dates is one of, I, I personally think, one of Adam Sandler's standouts. Mm -hmm. so when Agreed. you look at his big body of work, Fifty Dates is a high point mm -hmm. for sure. Because they made it work. Yeah. And they made that that premise that could have been, because it had been done before several times. And for them to be, for it to be as as original as it was, was pretty cool. Did you ever see uh, Blank Slate or Clean Slate? I think so. With Dana Carvey? He has this. This is yes. a Dana Carvey movie with, he has that. But it's been, no, yeah, I don't remember it. But no. I know I've seen it. Yeah. So... It's funny because he does get smart and then he does grudge match and then there's not much left that he Peter Siegel hmm. did. He had all these hits. Now, I, surprisingly, I was shocked at how much money this movie made. It cost $80 million to make. That's... He, he, got a, he got those actors for a steal to get Steve Carell and The Rock and Anne Hathaway. Of course, I don't think yeah. that Anne Hathaway is worth as much as she was then... I think she's still a great actress, yeah. but I I don't I couldn't imagine her getting twenty million a movie. Who not, knows? Not yet. It's I don't not. Think. Yeah, it would be worth twenty million. She has an Oscar though, doesn't she? 
Oh, she and may have. If she did, your... that's yeah, I, I for like sure. She did, but of course, Cuba Junior. Cuba Gooding Junior. does too, and <laughs> and now he plays O.J. Simpson on television. So, <laughs> um, so it costs eighty million to make. If you factor in the budget, the scale, because it's a huge. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes place in multiple countries, lots of special effects. That huge cast, so eighty million to make this is a steal. It made two hundred and thirty million worldwide. Wow! Yeah, so it is by no means a box office bomb. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, domestically, now here's here's where it breaks down. Interesting though, domestically, it made one hundred and thirty million. So, and then a hundred million from the rest of the world. That right there tells me why they never made a sequel. Because they were going to. They had mm-hmm. it planned out for a couple of years, and then it just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. And when they asked him in 2019, he said, yeah, that's, that ship sailed. That ain't happening. But um, $130 million domestically, had it been $230 million domestically, I think that would have made it Well, from- and like you said, they made the first one for a steal. Mm-hmm. By the time they would make a second one, they wouldn't be able to make it for Correct. that much with that cast. Correct. So. Sure. Even, even she does have an Oscar for Les Mis. For Les Mis, is that what she got it for? Yes. Deservedly and when did that so. come out? Comes, years ago. Yeah. Oh, th- 12? 12. So, but so after this movie. Yes, though. yes. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Like now, five that's, years. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Her, her, now her price Yeah, would it would go right. up. Yeah, for sure. So even still, and The Rock obviously was, ends up being the bad guy and kind of unceremoniously, unceremon- I mean, you they probably wouldn't need to make the use the rock in this one. So even if they did just get Anne Hathaway and Steve Carell, and if Alan Alda, or excuse me, Alan Arkin were to come back, you're still looking at, I mean, that's mm-hmm. 40 million right there if each yeah. one of them, because you know that Steve Carell would ask for 20 million. And if yeah. Anne Hathaway got a Oscar, 20 million. I don't know. I always default back to 20 million because that's the last number that I. I mean, that's not Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man money, but that's something that they would totally get. So, yeah, I don't know if they could make it for less than $100 million a sequel. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, that that's what really surprised me was how, what this what Peter Siegel has made and then all of a sudden nothing Yeah. after the fact. This movie's not that bad to kill his career. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Grudge Match didn't end up being as good as it – could have been. Um, the proper the get smart property um, is pretty interesting story itself. For one, I didn't know that that show was created by Mel Brooks and Buck Henry. That makes sense. Wow. Blows my mind. And they were specifically trying to to make fun of James Bond and Mission Impossible mm-hmm. and Which those types it of shows. Does <laughs> yeah, emphatically, <laughs> emphatically yeah. does. Uh, it completely does. But yeah, Mel Brooks and Buck Henry. That is just absolutely amazing to me. Uh, so they have their series in the 60s cut to 1989 they make a made for TV movie called Get Smart Again which uh, Barbara and Don Adams return as Agent 86 which I love that name I love uh-huh. Agent 86 that's so funny and it's funny is I, I use that phrase 
uh, time, especially if you're doing stand-up comedy and stuff, when you talk mm-hmm. about somebody getting 86, then some people don't ask what you're, what you're talking about. Oh, that's when you, somebody gets kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they both replaced their role. I watched some scenes on YouTube from it. 1989, made-for-TV movie. Not barely. Yeah. Eh, whatever. And then there was a series. They brought it back again in 95. And, the main, it, and again, uh, Barbara and Don were in it. Mm-hmm. And the main character was Andy Dick. I remember watching that. So, Get Smart, a fun movie. Clearly no one's favorite movie. No one's least favorite movie I've ever watched, but a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of good, good times. And those first, Brett mentioned before he left, uh, when he set us up, that uh, he put it on, watched it for about 10, 15 minutes, and then did housework. And I honestly think that, you know, he saw the best part. Because, I don't yeah. know, there's just something about that first little bit just sets a great tone mm-hmm. you want that wave to continue and it kind of comes back but it doesn't but I it's th- still I think just basically once the dance scene is over the movie enjoyability is kind of falls flat for me i think yeah i can see that i started i started getting antsy mm-hmm. when i was watching it this this last time mm-hmm. a little bit like right I kept and when you realize and... how much still has to happen and you're like Whoa, especially wait. when you know it's like, uh-huh. mm, for sure yeah uh a tucker quick tucker story was hilarious he was watching it with me tucker's my five-year-old mm-hmm. and uh he's watching it and he, he's going back and forth and is doing his thing and he loses interest at the end when the car you know, when the car's on fire and all this stuff is happening with the plane and things like that. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't paying attention. And then he stopped and he looked at the screen and goes, oh, wow, the car's on fire. He just <laughs> lost his mind. <laughs> the car was on fire. He just absolutely lost his mind. <laughs> those were the two. So those were the two notes when I watched it the first time was what he said about, you know, bad guys or villains. You know, villains. Mm-hmm you know or what they are or what they do is not who they are and then tucker's saying whoa the car is on fire just losing his mind (laughs) not you know not paying attention that the car has essentially become a train and there's a plane following it it's just so absurd and so great so a little bloated as far as exposition and story but i think that that yeah that's totally wise i've missed it by that much yeah (laughs) i agree um while we're we're kind of auguring this in, I'm curious now because you you, you you piqued my interest, and I want to uh, talk about this uh, a little bit before we leave. And I'm definitely one interested in your in, in your opinions too, Cat. Um, because you said you love reboots and you love remakes. What are some of your favorites? Oh gosh, uh, what, what do you think? Start, start. I am gonna, well. I can. I um, mean, I, what what do you think was done in, as, as far as this kind of genre? Because movie remakes i mean this is we're gonna be getting these forever and there's it's not letting up by any stretch of the imagination some of them are total hits some of them are total misses and i'm just kind of curious on what some of your thoughts were on some of the one of the better ones out there and if you can't think of it it's okay too. uh uh feel free to well i'll i'll put it out there true grit you like the true grit remake an incredible remake um i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i like it better than the original Oh, nice. Okay. I, I really, really do. I, it's 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 really well acted. It's funny. Like it's enter- it's just entertaining to watch. It's such a good movie. Um, but I also love. I like. I love nostalgia. I mean, I think that's why that's why these remakes are and reboots are doing as well as they are because people love it. People love to see something come back that they saw when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I, I mean, 
it's terrible, but I love Fuller House. I love it. Because you would love I Fuller do. House. Yeah, <laughs> I, I grew up watching the show. I wanted oh, yeah, to for be sure. these girls. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be DJ Tanner. Now I want to be Stephanie Tanner because she's so much cooler now. Um, I don't but, know why they just don't get Elizabeth Olsen to play Michelle. I don't think she wants to. You don't like, think Elizabeth wants to do it? That's what I've heard is, oh, Elizabeth. She. I watched something with her and she said she'll never do it because she feels like it would be disrespectful to her sisters interesting so yeah she doesn't want to because somebody asked her in an interview and she's like that will never happen sad so um she was on an episode i couldn't find it like i found the episode she was on and i watched it but i didn't see her in it a fuller house of full house the original of elizabeth olsen being on okay she was like tiny tiny she would have had Um, yeah she would have had been an infant one of the later seasons it says on imdb she was in it but i can't i couldn't find her in the episode so that was weird but um i i I can't. Now, like I said, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean right to put now. you on the spot. No, I just, it's okay. It's one I, of my favorite topics. So, I, me too. And I do. Like I said, I love. Every time I hear there's a reboot, like I, I know everybody else hated it, but I love the female Ghostbusters. I think it's super fun. Top notch. Top so notch. So much fun. Top notch. And, Absolutely. And everybody hates it. And I thought it was great. The lady, um, Lady Ghostbusters is one of my two favorite Ghostbusters movies. And the that. other one is not the original because, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love La- the Lady Ghostbusters. Me too. It's so much good. And it's I have a so huge fun. like girl crush on Kate McKinnon because of oh, that heck movie. Oh heck yeah! Like she's so good. And, oh my goodness um, gracious! Yeah, I just I I love when they throw little things in like with this movie. You know, the missed it by mm-hmm. that much, or you know, it's the. I don't know what he's. I can't remember what he said in the movie, but like the gun in the pool cue trick. He always said. Yeah, that was yeah. the old so and so trick. Yeah, yep. you know the the shoe phone, and you. It's like, oh, I remember that, uh-huh. and that's that's what I love. And I also love to see new actors take on a character that I love, and uh-huh. see their take on it, and see what they do with it, or see a new st- a, a story that I love brought to modern times mm-hmm. or changed a little bit or you know i just love seeing it come back and and reliving that childhood nostalgia mm-hmm. i love it um and so many people are like no more remakes and i'm like bring them on i want more no, I, yeah that that, that for, oh you're killing my childhood no stop oh, I, I hate that <laughs> stop. like the original is still there you can watch it it doesn't yeah, change your, anything yeah yep yeah so. I, I i've long since st- stood by that stance on the show that it's not that the stuff that you watched as a kid was better it was just familiar right because yeah. you go back you start watching them this older stuff please yeah <laughs> it's not all they're not all winners you might right. love them but some of them are garbage and mm-hmm. call it what they are it's okay it's okay fine let's make another one yeah. you know so can i add a follow-up question to that please no please what what if you were in control would you choose yes, to yes. become a remake yes Fantasy casting's my Ooh. favorite, <laughs> and I actually have a specific one we can talk about. So okay, uh, oh god. Or is there a remake that you wish was re-remade because a you didn't second think, remake because you didn't the think mark? the original remake did it justice? I mean, there's a couple movies that do that, but what are your takes? What are, come on, you haven't I, said much about I, remakes. Well, and that's stuff. because I am typically one of those original loyalists people, but mostly. For movies that, for example, if I think it was done well, I don't like seeing it redone. Like in my mind, usually a remake is the intent to fix an original that could have been better. So like the original Ghostbusters, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. is not a great movie, but the concept is great, which is Mm -hmm. why to me, the female one works well. Mm -hmm. I love 
the original Jurassic Park mm-hmm. is probably one of my absolute favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, a remake with a new world and a new cast didn't need to happen. The Jurassic World stuff? Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neither did any of the sequels. Jurassic okay. Park is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> love that movie mm-hmm. for some reason. I love it. So it's a good one. for me, if something is going to be remade, it has to be, I prefer a movie to be a nod to the original but not a i don't know not a full like shot for shot of the original i get you i want it to be different enough that i'm not comparing the two to each other i I get that i totally get that personally when, when they go too far to me, that's when it kind of comes off the rails a little bit. Mm-hmm. Specifically, um, because it, it, it almost it, we almost did that instead of this one. But the Bewitched movie. Did you guys see the Bewitched movie? A long time ago, yeah. yeah. yeah it's been a really long time. Yeah, I watched it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Not thought of it again. The only reason why is because of this. And the, So the Bewitched movie, if you hadn't seen it at home, in that world, they're making a remake of the Bewitched. And... Will Ferrell and Natalie, um, not Natalie, excuse Nicole me, Kidman. Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman yeah. sorry, are Will Ferrell's just playing an actor, played Darren, and she's going to play Samantha in the show, but she happens to be a real witch. So See, she's I like living. That. Yeah. To me, it, it's cool on paper, but uh-huh. it doesn't work because if you're already that close, just play Samantha and make a live, just make a, a modern take mm-hmm. on Bewitched. Mm-hmm. I see. To, yeah. to try to shoehorn a completely different character with a different sensibility, playing this person, playing something else. That's to me, that's when it gets a little too confusing. Mm-hmm. So is she Samantha, but she's not Samantha? Is she play- I see what you're saying. So yeah. I could, see, you know, yeah. I liked that take on it though. It was right. great. And oddly enough, Steve Carell was in that playing oh. Paul Lind. <laughs> playing the ghost of Paul Lind. Um, or Uncle... Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm forgetting his name from Bewitched. The character that he played. I could put the actor, but it's not the character's name. I'm terrible at remembering the character's names. Are you talking... Wait, which character? Uh, the, who's... Steve Carell in the, in the Bewitched movie... Played Paul Lynn's character from Bewitched. Right. And that character was, um, I thought it was an uncle something. I don't remember. Not Albert. Uncle. Yeah, I can't remember it either, but he's playing Paul Lynn. So you've got, and you've got, um, I mean, it was just, it was Mm -hmm. so close. Why take that, make the, because now you're, you're setting it in a world that we can't, we could see Samantha in the real world. That's what we're familiar uh-huh. with from Bewitched. We don't live in the Hollywood world of what it's like making movie in the backstage and stuff like yeah. that. That's why, to me, movies that take place on film sets are harder to wrap my head around because I don't live in that world. We were all actors. We've all been on right. film sets and stuff. But again, the average person doesn't live that world. I see. Yeah. You know, that's what made America's Sweethearts good and not great because it took place in a world that nobody ever sees. Nobody, yeah. nobody goes to junkets. You know, if I if I had somebody that was did a whole press day of press junkets on this show, I would be a great date. I would shake their hand and I want to know all about it. So I've never been in that world before. I don't anything to relate to. We can relate to Samantha. So that's why I get what you're saying mm-hmm. and I like it and make it a little bit different, right. but not or like maybe for, if it's just too close to the original. For example, I like the Fantastic Beast movies because they are an expansion on something that 
exists mm-hmm. without competing with its own what is there. See, mm-hmm. that's a great example. Yeah. That's it's a not great a remake, exa- but it's no. an expansion it, you're of right, it's not, existence. But it's, yeah. It's and it adjacent and it doesn't make you think, well, that wasn't in the book or that wasn't it's its, it its own matter. thing yeah. that's a nod to everything without mm-hmm. taking away from mm-hmm. what the original is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a recent reboot <laughs> that I loved so much, like so much that I cried and I laughed so hard. It was it made fun of reboots, but it also was pure fan service. And it was the Jane Silent Bob reboot by Kevin Smith. And it, if you're a Kevin Smith fan and you're a fan of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and all their movies, it is it's hilarious. And I loved it so much. And I watched it like three times in one day. You really you liked it that much? <laughs> I did. I did. I loved it. I laughed so I, much. I, 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 I caught it recently. I actually caught it recently. Mm-hmm. I, out of all of his old movies to like reboot... The one that itself is a self parody, like to me, like, that's why I love I don't, it. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Banky in a comic book store telling them something that they should already know and go on an adventure. I want to see Banky going on an adventure too. That would. Be I want to see yes. something a little bit. I don't want to see the same story. Now I get it. The whole movie is done on purposefully that right. purpose that and way, and that's why I liked it. Beat I for think. beat. I mean, I I totally get it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because like yeah, I want what they're. I want what they they're teasing, right? And, you know, right. I, I I want the straightforward, you know. But that's okay. It was still good, and it was cool to see. I was bummed that they couldn't get Randall. Yeah. That, and I don't know why. Between Dante and Randall, one of them always doesn't want to do it. Right. If you remember, like for mm-hmm. the longest time, Dante didn't, and then Randall, like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I just want Clerks Three. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, I loved it. I, I and I loved Jan Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when that movie came out, I watched it over and over and over. Yeah, that was a good one. And so watching this again, it it, it there were just so many little like. It was nice for him to go back to what was familiar mm-hmm. instead of his his wackadoo. His, his, his wackadoo tusk. And he even mentioned in the movie like Tusk and Yoga mm-hmm. Hosers and stuff. Like, we get it. You know, you're, you do weed now. Right. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's what inspires your creativity. I get it. But it was cool. It was definitely cool to see, for sure. One that I think would be fun is uh, to reboot. And I got this idea because someone actually posted about it in a group that I'm in. Uh, but uh, Gilligan's Island, I think, would be such a fun oh, movie to that reboot. Would be fun. That I've seen. I've seen that. Like, even I can remember in high school talk was what they were going to do with Gilligan's Island. I want to see DJ Qualls play Gilligan. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Would they? I, I, he's I, a skinny, real skinny actor. Always plays a nerdy, like, um, he was in The New Girl. Yeah, yeah. DJ Qualls, for sure. Yeah, he yeah. was in Road Trip. Yes, yes. Yeah, and great. Recently, he was in something recent that I was watching. I can't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, he's, he's, he's started to come back around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't see them... Because, I mean, that's one of your primary characters. I right. mean, the whole movie would be based around Gilligan. Right. I don't see them putting that role into somebody that... That like, lesser... You, you kind of see this, this like, yeah, like, they've been around for a long time, mm-hmm. so they should be seasoned, but they don't get the meteor roles anymore because they're right. just like, okay, yeah, you're just... We want the next big hot thing. Right. No one's going to go go see DJ Qualls as Gilligan. But I get God, it. Every he time would I kill see it. him, though, God, he would kill it. so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he, he he nailed it in in. in yeah, I road recently trip. like oh. posted like oh, my whole who I would cast in all the roles for that because I just think it'd Island? be so fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, what about you then? What would you want to be remade? Oh man, that's a good question. Oh, I will say one remake I do like, but again, no, th- it's because the remake is what's I, nostalgic to me. 
Mm-hmm. I love the Little Rascals remake. That That's was great. I think really it's good. adorable. Great. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. That one's a good one for yeah. me. Yeah. That that is Yeah, that one holds up. If yeah. you had to do like a, a top five remakes that hold up really well. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Little Rascals is by far, by far a good one. For sure. I mean, obviously to, to me, like I I keep coming back to Mission Impossible. Hmm. Like, because there's no other remakes that I can think of that have grown beyond their original yeah. thing. I can't. And you, you you nailed it, too, with Star Trek. But, I mean, that's also, it also has, like, eight series now. And, right. I mean, that's its own thing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, people. Because you can't even ask which Star Trek, because there's so many. You'd have to mm-hmm. argue one specific movie as surpassing or one specific part series i mean it's such a big entity i think that it's like whatever and yeah but i i don't know i think i think standalone the the jj abrams uh remake with with the that's the original characters with the new cast i thought he nailed it i mean they the actors he picked kelvin were perfect like it was totally yeah whoever yeah whoever cast that yeah, they they deserve an award because yeah. <laughs> that the top to bottom that was cast mm-hmm. perfectly, absolutely, absolutely perfectly, and I think that they even set themselves up perfectly if they did want to do a fourth one and they just have that girl that they found in the third movie take over, not take over the role, but become the new where where Chekhov mm-hmm. to explain away Chekhov. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. I'm gonna get sad. Um, yeah, because that character added. A new dimension mm-hmm. would have fit like a glove yeah, in agreed. that and gone perfectly mm-hmm. because then you could do nods to the animated show. You can go lots of different mm-hmm. places. So I was looking forward to where I was going to go after that. We're never going to see that again, and that's okay. Yeah. But I was looking forward to. I was looking. I, I was just looking forward to Kirk and his dad, just because. Hey, Thor, I want to see it. But um, <laughs> uh, uh. Kat, thank you so much. You're for welcome. Returning. Thank you for and thank having you for the, me. The, the, I should say you made some delicious donuts <laughs> that we partook tonight. Um, totally perfect for a cop uh, d- um, spy. Yeah, type, yeah. Type. That's why I made them. I, yeah. I, I know where you're, I, know, <laughs> I, I picked up what you were putting uh, down. Yeah. Um, absolutely perfect. Uh, delicious. Uh, anything in in your world coming up? Anything big that you would want to talk about? Anything you're excited for post-quarantine? Oh, my gosh. I am excited to get back to work. I bet you are. Yeah, I am. I'm really excited. That's my reprieve. And, yeah, I have a couple other things I'm I'm working on, but I'm not ready to um, project them I into don't. the universe yet. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Some of the best stuff is yeah. up here. So, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Is Potcher anything new and exciting coming up in your world? I mean, not really. Everything's on hold, <laughs> you know. But again, I'm excited to get back to work at some point, hopefully soon, mm-hmm. with Cat. Yeah. Um, I really miss yelling and cussing at police officers. So. <laughs> yeah, when you guys tell me the stories of what you people, what you guys do for a living, it's so fun. Um, so funny. Uh, I know that Velocity has an episode in the works. Nice. And um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a, a part in that, I think. Um, oh, nice. I don't want to speak too soon, but Chris did mention um, that there might be something for me in there. So, nice. um, as Gloria, the character I played the last time. So, nice. Uh, you know, of, I of keep course, smiling and hoping they would have something for me, but I'm okay being their biggest fan. So, <laughs> I'm totally content with that. I'm sure with they that. will at some point. 
Uh, uh, honestly, like I said, I'm just <laughs> I'm just content being their biggest fan. Um, you know, hopefully sometime this summer there'll be something we can do darker than scarlet mm-hmm. at which is our uh, treasure valley avengers, avengers show, show. Mm-hmm. um which joey is in as well Bad. so oh, wow. <laughs> he's I'm an thor. amazing <laughs> thor amazing i'm thor uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> not an amazing thor yes I'm, he's amazing i'm a thor <laughs> he's an amazing thor um so hopefully that you know we we started production of darker than scarlet before mm-hmm. quarantine happened <laughs> and yeah. uh and so now we're waiting until we can do it at a con or do our own show somewhere. And yeah, I'm excited for, for folks to see this because we've got an amazing cast, mm-hmm. I think. I'm really excited about this cast. Yeah. So. And the, the story is really good. Yeah, and it's a good story. Everybody has put a lot into it. So yeah. hopefully we can get back to it soon. I, I'm gonna I'm going to uh put not put you on the spot, but I'm going to make you blush uh for a moment. Oh god. Because I've been meaning to I was actually going to message you this. But I actually want to make sure and embarrass you in front of everybody. Oh, no. I owe you an amazing... I, I want the universe to know how I feel about you in this respect. Because we've worked together a few times. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, about two months ago, uh, came to practice for, for Darker Than Scarlet, for the TVA show. And... We introduced a uh, an a action sequence with you know not too much you know with uh, with a, an arrow prop. There was something about watching you on stage, like you you were you were given this new prop, this some new business to do on stage. Watching you work was because we were cut. Everybody was kind of milling around, but you still had this biz- piece of business you were working on. It was pure joy watching you work, like watching somebody do some of the most purest like art was just absolutely amazing to see. And I'm not trying to upset you or make you sad. I'm just, it was a treat to watch you just, it was just a piece of, it was just, it was just a simple action, but to watch you work through it in your mind and how you make it work and how you can make it look good and was an absolute joy and a pleasure and like i walked it was just a a, a, a a minor thing but to watch it was just i am grateful for the experience of watching this oh. and i wanted you to know personally how how much that affected me to watch you that because i'm just a a huge gen fan and just to, to see to, to see you do something like that was just this minor thing just was just just i want to chef kiss it just just, just, like if you want to know how to act watch just this is great it was just uh, it was a delight and i can't i can't stress that enough how how grateful i was to be able to witness that so thank you. i wanted to thank you personally for that so you're welcome thank you, <laughs> no, thank you, thank you. that means that means a tremendous amount thank you and cat i actually got to do something that i had never thought i would ever get a chance to do uh working with you um, when we did that show, yeah, that show, yeah, at, that show we did, at like <laughs> eleven o'clock in the morning, and yeah. it <laughs> was just uh, was just mad cat off the wall, and it was just a, a delight, and oh, to, to be able to 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 work with you was just so much fun. Thank you and so I wanted much. You to, no, and your show when you came on with Charlie and the F- Chocolate Factory, like 
was one of my favorite shows. Oh, you're done. so nice. So that was just a lot of fun. And it was exactly what I envisioned this show to be. It's like some cool cast with crazy things happening. And it was, it was again, chef oh, kiss. Chef. I wanted to thank you. So thank I wanted you. to put you both on the spot. And, and thank you both. And I'm glad you guys can come today. For Thanks. This, so. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we're going to let you, I'm going to let you guys go. And uh, <laughs> because I want to keep talking about remakes and reboots. But, <laughs> uh, the clock on the wall saying it is time uh, to go. Uh, thank you again for being on the yeah. show. It's always a delight. Anytime. I love to have awesome. you back. Thank you. Jen, it's always a delight when you have you. Because it's, it's always something when Jen, when Jen comes on the show. It's always <laughs> something. Either... Your car won't start, or the dog gets <laughs> yeah, out, or there's a thing. Um, I'll, I'll never forget our Christmas episode when you became the, uh, ooh, who's at the door guest <laughs> because you weren't there to make it at the beginning. And we made, oh, 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 it just gives me goosebumps. So thank you both so much for You're being welcome. on the show. And I'm glad you guys were able to hang out together, too. Since me you guys too. Are me too. Good friends and co-workers. That oh, yeah. It, so. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, you can catch us on the eavesdrop um, network. Um, all the links are there as far as where you can catch us. Um, sliding over. Make sure to rate and review the shows. That would help us out a lot. Um, the the Be Kind Rewind podcast. You know, I do have a Facebook page. So please uh, hit that up. And, and if you have any questions or comments, concerns, or if you have an idea for a film you would like us to do, please. Uh, the door is always open. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your stories for sure. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, you, you, you made a chunky, chunky guy's name uh, dream come true. So thank you so much for listening. We love you. And remember, if you're going to have a re- rewind, you might as well be kind. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Love you. Bye-bye.